Here, take my back radio. It's looking at me. He's an ugly little spud, isn't he? I think he can hear you right now. I made a funny. That little boy did it. For no more radio, you are listening to The Cave, a weekly podcast looking at the best and worst in pop culture from yesteryear to tomorrow. Hello, out there in internet land, wherever and whenever you are in the world, welcome to the show. My name is Sean Adamzak, and with me, as always, is the three-time world WWE champion, the North Carolina spelling bee wizard, Little Miss Springfield runner-up, and reigning Shane versus Paul champion, it's Mr. Paul Grabovac. You know that bit in uh, Terminator 2 when Arnie gets the minigun and he smiles at John Connor with that shit-eating grin and he's like, like, like he just got all the ice cream and John got none? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that bit was cool. <laughs> yeah, that bit was cool. Yeah. How's it going, buddy? It's going pretty good, man. It's been a pretty fun week. I just got back from my vacation, so I'm back in Toronto, uh, just hanging out, seeing some comedy shows, and uh, just living life. At Why the don't you get a job, just you dirty bum? Uh, look, you know, honestly, like I worked real hard this year, so now I'm just going to cruise until the savings run out. Yay! Adult life is cool. So I was in uh, I was in New York last time that we. We spoke. I just got back from New York. Um, I had an interaction I forgot to tell you about on the subway in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've ever been on the subway in New York, it's it's pretty daunting as a as a tourist. Like it's it's kind of it's all underground. It's all hot and sweaty. It's very big and fast and hustle and bustle. And it's pretty intimidating. Mm-hmm. And you know there are some uh, lovely people for the most part, but there's also some characters that may be a little bit intimidating, a little bit scary. A couple of crazies on there. Yeah. But I discovered something. I discovered something. Uh, if you see a real tough-looking dude yawn, he loses all scariness. <laughs> when you see a real tough-looking dude all tuck it out, having a little yawnsy wonsy, mm-hmm. you're like, "This guy's this guy's not tough. He's all tuck it out. He just wants to have a little snoozeroo. He's all tired from dragging his knuckles along the ground and like beating the living crap out of people. He's just really tired mm. from just being like." Oh, I like that sandwich. Give me that sandwich. And then he kills yeah, you for in the, the same, Yeah, in the same way that I feel that if you're over 30, you shouldn't do, uh, try and impress me by doing a wheelie on a bike. If you're a tough dude <laughs> and you do a yawn, you're not scary anymore to me. Because you're a sleepy, weepy, little tuck-it-out little fella. Oh, the little cutie. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, what's been happening in your world? Oh, mate. Well, I've just spent uh, the last week on the great uh, east of our great western state. Uh, looking at some cool places, shout out to, uh, Kalgoorlie and everyone out in Leonora and Laverton, uh, met a lot of cool people, went to a really cool retro store in Kalgoorlie and, uh, also a shout out from last week. I forgot to mention Dr. Russell's Imaginarium in South Guildford. If you're in the Perth area has just opened and he has so many good retro toys in there. Shane, when you get back, it's the first place I'm taking you. You're going to lose your mind with the Star Wars toys. If that place closes down before I get back, I'm going to be peeved. Original, still in box, AT-AT from Empire Strikes Back. Okay, I'm going to send you some money. (laughs) I just want you to get as much as you can get with that money and just have it waiting for me when I get back. You got it, dude. You got it. Um, Another cool thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, we I was did the thing where we talk. Oh, oh no, we're, and we're talking at the, same, at the same time, and it's we should, and it's bad podcasting. One of us should stop. Oh, this is terribly unprofessional. <laughs> you go, you go, my friend. Okay, I was just going to say, in the vein of fun things, 
Uh, I've had a lot of things come in the mail this week, some interesting things, because the internet allows you to put money into your CD drive and you can buy things. And uh, what came yep. out this week uh, was the Kickstarter card game that I bought called, oh, well, I backed, called Joking Hazard with a J, Joking. Uh, it's by the Cyanide oh, right and Happiness cool. Crew. Um, Love that comic. Love that webcomic. It's very similar to Cards Against Humanity if you've played that game where someone yep. poses some sort of question or statement and you have to put down cards to complete the answer to the statement. Whereas this works as a three or four panel comic where someone will put down an initial panel, like one square, and yep. you can add the squares to continue the comic and basically try and make it as hilarious as you can. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Do and, you think it would work uh, in an audio medium if you tried to do one right now? Maybe. The only trouble is some of these cards have visual accompaniments. Obviously, they're, you know, they're jokes. Um, they're comic book panels. But what I'll do is I'll randomly select two or three cards right now. Ready? This one okay. says, you stupid son of a bitch. And he's holding on to his shirt. This one says, okay. how big is your dick? <laughs> and this that one works. says we're boyfriend and boyfriend now which if you look at it Shane that's pretty much the story of our lives that's um, pretty much us yeah that's our backstory if you ever wanted to know our origins that, that was it you just got it live via randomly Take selected note, cards because there, because there will be a quiz as we know <laughs> from last week uh, how does it feel to be the uh, reigning Shane versus Paul Cave Podcast quiz champion, Paul? I've I've engraved it onto my belt and I've lauded it over many people. I'm going to tell you the truth: not many people care. Um, but shout out to Isaac, one of our regular listeners. Uh, Isaac, I know him from Princess Margaret Hospital. He's a cool guy, and uh, cool. he absolutely loves the podcast and loved that episode. And if this is your first episode, please go back and check out the episode before this one. It was a lot of laughs. Yeah, I really think it was our peak as far as I'm concerned. So yep. it's pretty much downhill from, from here until we do the, the next Shane versus Paul quiz where I get to redeem myself. Hopefully. You wish, mate. The thing is, I've, I'm, hey. I'm the heart of this podcast. You're the brains. I'm the heart. God damn it. <laughs> Shit. He's right. He's totally right. Hey, speaking of the podcast, on this week's episode, we're going to be talking about the brand new Logan trailer. We're going to be talking about the etiquette of spoilers. I'm going to try and convince Paul that he should start watching Doctor Who. We're going to have a quick version of Shane's Turbo Talk. And if we have time, we'll even have some questions from you guys out there in internet land. It's a wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey edition of The Cave this week. Oh, was that a reference? It was a reference. I'm going to get you onto the onto Doctor Who. I, I've I've got I've got my notes. I feel I'm ready. I well, feel like you're ready. I've been waiting all my life to be convinced, so I am looking forward to that. But uh, first, yeah, let's let's talk about this uh, old man Logan business. Yeah. Uh, so the trailer came out sort of uh, actually just as we were releasing last week's episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, head on to YouTube, look up the new trailer for Logan. First impressions, Paul. I uh, think it looks. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, <laughs> we've been burnt before. Um, oh, we've been burnt so many times before, but based on this trailer, uh, it, it looks like a very different uh, tone. Yeah, it for does. The Wolverine I mean, films. Even the whole trailer with the Johnny Cash uh, cover of Hurt in the background, the whole thing felt like almost a tone piece for the movie. Um, yeah. Rather than a trailer, because obviously there's not much plot being given. You've got... Old Man Logan. It's based off the Old Man Logan comic. Obviously, we're not going to have Hawkeye or Red Skull because Marvel and or Fox, Hulk or Hulk because they just can't get along. But they yeah, just can't get along. It looks like you know, it's just going to be a great 
heartfelt road trip movie with laughs and guffaws and bloody, bloody murder. It looks dark as hell, uh, and we've seen the first look at X-23, which mm-hmm. is the young girl in the clip who's basically uh, a female clone of Wolverine. Yep. Uh, and, I don't know, she's, she's a little younger than she is in the comic books, from what I understand, but yeah. uh, it looks pretty cool. I'm interested to see what they do with that story, and... Uh, I mean, the X-Men universe timeline now is so confusing. I'm not really sure how it makes sense. I mean, it looks like sort of all the other mutants are pretty much dead or, and Wolverine's still kicking around, but somehow Professor Xavier is still alive. But he's got, uh, like, dementia or something. doesn't make a lot of sense. He looks, he looks yeah, worse for wear. And... He doesn't look happy. But he is being played but by he... Captain Luke Picard again, which is great. Yeah, he's Jean-Luc Picard, yeah. Xavier... Which is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, X-23 obviously debuted in the X-Men teen cartoon series, I think in the early noughties, and then she came to the comics. Um, but it's uh, supposed to be set in the post-apocalyptic, and by that I mean X-Men apocalypse, um, yep. world. So it's past that um, reboot trilogy, the Days of Future Past trilogy, if you want to call it that. Um, yeah, yeah. In which Wolverine has appeared in... He's appeared in all of them now. He's appeared in every... He's been in... He can't... Even the ones where you didn't need him. And it made no sense. Like, at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Including uh, X-Men Apocalypse. He was so incredibly shoehorned into that film. And how. But, um, yeah, it's in that world. But um, because those worlds and those timelines are so intertwined and weird, um, they can almost get away with anything. But this is Hugh Jackman's last turn at Wolverine. Yep, this so, is it. This is the last one. I Hopefully they're going to make a count. Shut everything down after that. Give it five years and just start X-Men all over again. Hopefully they can wait till they've got uh, the Fantastic Four back in Marvel Studios till they've got... Uh, who? What other licenses? Till basically Marvel everyone, has X-Men everyone's back everyone back and they can introduce it into the Marvel Cinematic Universe and it'll just be the best. Yeah, we'll all be the happiest of happy boys. And girls. Yeah. I'll tell you what, who's, I'll tell you some people that aren't some happy boys and girls are the uh, Walking Dead fans this week that had the Season 7 premiere spoiled for them early on. Oh, uh, how did that pretty, happen? Uh, There's just a lot of spoilers online. A lot of people uh, leaking... Basically what happened, if, you, if you're not a Walking Dead fan, at the end of Season 6, uh, the new bad guy was introduced, his name is Negan, and basically he had a lineup of about, I think, seven or eight of the main characters, and he was about to off one of them with a baseball bat wrapped in barbed wire. It was, like, seriously full-on, and then we had months to wait to find out who died, and then uh, on Sunday, the episode came out, uh, X and X you know, happened. Sure. I won't spoil it for anyone that hasn't seen it yet because it's still fairly early days. Uh, but a lot of people uh, just leaked that information online as soon as they, they could. And it, um, I mean, the people that have read the comics knew what was going to happen, at least, you know, if they were staying faithful to the to the comic books. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it was no big surprises there for a lot of people. And my brother had read it. So I, I did know what was going to happen. So it wasn't spoiled for me, but I did see a lot of the spoilers beforehand. And it's really nice. So I want to talk the etiquette of spoilers. What do you think about spoilers, Paul? Um, I think they're kind of shit. Like, I think people spend a lot of time creating these stories for us to consume when we're ready. And we live in a world now where everything's connected and we're absolutely ruined. I mean, it happens with Game of Thrones, obviously, all the time because that show thrives on its shock tactics and people want to talk about it straight away. 
And I yeah. know for me, and I know it's happened for you, where it's like, well, I'm not going to get to see it the second it comes out. I have to stay off social media. Especially when we're in Australia and we're on a delay, even if we are, uh, you know, getting the TV shows on the sneaky sneaky, if we're torrenting it or, you know, downloading it or whatever, mm-hmm. we're still not going to get it, you know, as it's happening. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's so unfair because I feel like even when media, let's, let's go back for, I don't know, 40 years and everyone's just reading books and comics you would either have to buy the book yourself or you'd want to share it with someone and say, oh, read this. You're not going to believe it. Whereas today's yeah. habit is, I can't believe X happened. It's, I want to share this information because people want ownership and they want to have likes and they want to have uh, their presence acknowledged, especially on the internet. That's what we live on. And, and um, you know what, Paul? Some, some people are just dicks. That's a big part of it. Huge, huge part of it. Some people, especially for people that like aren't as uh, enthralled and into the program, because you have these big shows like Walking Dead, Game of Thrones, and like uh, Breaking Bad, for example, when it was out, that so many people were watching and so many people were committed to, and they leave you with these big cliffhangers, and so many people are talking about what's going to happen. And then there are people that sort of just come along, casual watchers or whatever, and they're like, oh, you know, fucking X gets his head chopped off or whatever, and just fucking spoils it just to be a... A dick. Just to be a dick, Paul. No, but absolutely. And and sometimes it happens by accident, though, because there has been a certain amount of time that's passed since the spoiler or the episode or the movie happened. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit, sorry, you haven't seen it. I'm sorry, I figured everyone would have seen it by now. And that's kind of where spoiler etiquette comes into it, right? Yeah, there's for sure has to be a time limit on these things. I mean, we can talk about, you know, old school spoilers. Like, for example, did you know, Paul, that Bruce Willis is a ghost the whole time in The Sixth Sense? What did you know? Like that's that. Rose that's not Bud a spoiler. You... <laughs> Rosebud was just like like we've had we've had time, right? You know, Darth Vader is Luke's dad. Oh man, oh god, the the shooter was on the grassy knoll. <laughs> uh, in the crying game, it, it's a dude at the end. That's a dude. In in Friday the Thirteenth, the killer is Mrs. Voorhees. Yeah, it's his mum. Yeah, like we've had the time, but see with with. I mean, this episode of The Walking Dead hasn't even been out a week yet. It's been out f- uh, four days at the point of recording this, yep. and it's already been spoiled for people. I feel like, I mean, you've got to have some level of etiquette, some level of decorum to know when is appropriate to start talking about these things. I mean, you also know within the first 24 hours, if you're really into a show, you're, you're going to want to probably stay off social media if you know you can't see it straight away. So there's that level as well. But also just don't be a dick about it. Don't be so, a dick. What don't are be you- a dick at all. Across if, the okay, across so, the board in life, if you think uh, this is probably a dick thing, don't do the thing. Stop being a dick. <laughs> just, that's our message for you today. Even outside of the realm of spoilers, just if, don't be a dick. If I had one tagline for life, it would be: "Don't be a dick, be a dude." All right. Oh, I like I like that. So there it be is. That's that's the byline. The Cave Podcast. Don't be a dick. Be a dude. So for it. For a TV show, let's say let's say we're, we'll stick with Walking Dead. The episode comes out on a Sunday. When do you think it's okay to be free to talk about these things? Like free, you're not you don't think you'll offend anyone by saying it. Yeah, I mean, you, I still feel like if you're going to write a big post about it, you should at least have the decency to write, you know, maybe spoiler spoilers warning. ahead or something, you know, spoiler warning. Totally. But when do you think it's when do you think you're in a safe space to talk about it? I I think with a TV show, I reckon you've got a week's grace. I think so. By the time the next episode airs, that's it. 
it's it's game on because it's designed to be consumed within that week. I mean, by virtue of the the release, right? And there, I mean, there's exceptions. Obviously, there, there are people that like to kind of marathon these shows, so they'll wait till the whole season's out before they watch it. If that's the way you do it, I think you're you're really that you're bringing that on yourself. Yeah, the people who Personally. released the content didn't release it that way, so you can't be made like an exception for. I think. Yeah. Uh, whereas, whereas you have like a Netflix or Hulu where you get like a whole season release at once, maybe, mm-hmm. uh, I think within that you've got, I think you have to give people at least a little bit of time to consume that whole series before you think about it. I'd, I'd give like a good month in that sort of situation and almost the same with movies when cool movies, like say when the sixth Sense came out, I guess the world was a little different then, but should a movie like that come out now? I think after a month, A, it's probably heading out of the cinemas anyway because everybody's already seen it. Um, Yeah. But it seems only fair because, God, the best part about any story is having it told to you by the person telling the story, not offhand by someone who saw it and went, oh, yeah, fucking uh, Darth Vader shows up in episode eight as a force ghost, but also a woman because of gender equality. It's like, oh, what? Oh, you ruined it. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, so basically, listen to Paul's motto. Be a dude. Don't be a dick. Look mm-hmm. out for each other. Don't spoil things for people. If you have to, at least give people a warning. Don't be a douche. Oh, and final spoiler. The uh, knights from the round table in um, the Monty Python Holy Grail, they were all actually escaped mental patients living in the present day. So... What? <laughs> Oh, by the way, spoiler warning for the last five minutes. (laughs) I bet we had like two Uh, or three people who listened to this and just like, oh, shit. And we've just ruined classic media. We should have made up some, we should, maybe we should throw some fake spoilers in there just to even it out. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Uh, Do you know Bruce Willis is, he's a ghost in all the Die Hard movies. No way. Um, Raphael isn't actually a turtle. He's a tortoise. Oh, what? Yeah. Uh, yeah, did you know in the Fantastic Four movies, mm-hmm. uh, they're all bad. Don't watch them. <laughs> Spo- spoiler alert, they're terrible. Don't yeah. do it. This is true. This is so incredibly that's true. true. I'm convinced that that's true, Shane. Speaking of being convinced. Hey, are you ready for this, Paul? Because I don't know if you're ready for this. I don't I have know. extensive notes. I, I, so a couple I've of weeks ago, a long time for this. A long time. A, cu- a couple of weeks ago, we started a segment called Convince Me, where the idea is one of us uh, teams up with someone else, maybe, and tries to convince the other to either watch something, read something, or view something that they've never seen before and why they should do so. So I, I, it was up to you and uh, my girlfriend, Thea, to convince me to start reading the Harry Potter books. Yep. And you guys did a great, great job, and that's definitely uh, something that's on my list. This week, I want to convince you, Paul, a newbie Whovian... I'm going to convince you why you should start watching Doctor Who. That sounds like a car. A newbie Whovian brought to you by Mazda. (laughs) You are looking at the brand new Nissan newbie (laughs) Whovian. It's an electric car that travels through space and time. Doctor Who is one of my favourite shows. I'm obsessed with this show. Uh, There's the brand new spin-off class which has just come out. We've got the Doctor Who Christmas special coming up in December. Paul, I think you've got time to catch up before Christmas. (laughs) Catch up on uh, the billion so seasons. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I have the physical time, unless I can warp space-time 
somehow with Look, this show. Let me let me try and convince you why you should watch Doctor Who. Uh, it's a science fiction show. It's by the BBC. Uh, for those of you that don't know about Doctor Who, uh, firstly, lift your game, get on board. You're listening to the cave for God's sakes. Uh, I'll give you guys a very, very, very brief history of the of Doctor Who. So this show has been around for like over fifty years, Paul. It was started in 1963. The BBC create Doctor Who, a new serialised sci-fi adventure TV show about an alien named The Doctor, not Doctor Who, his name is not Doctor Who, he's just called The Doctor, and uh, his granddaughter from Gallifrey, who's still a TARDIS, which stands for Time and Relative Dimension in Space, and they go exploring all of time and space in this spaceship that looks like an old uh, British phone box, right? The show runs continuously till 1986, going through several lead actors. Uh, they establish that The Doctor, if gravely injured, could regenerate his body, taking a new form. Hence, they were able to keep changing the lead actor. That's what's called a plot device. It is. It's a plot device and a very clever one, which kept them able to do the show for years and years and years until today. Uh, the show continued. They had books, comics, radio dramas. Uh, 1986, they tried to make like an American movie with Paul McGann as an attempt to kind of relaunch the show for an American audience. It didn't do so well, so it was kind of ultimately unsuccessful. But 2005, Paul... The BBC that will re- live in infamy. <laughs> they relaunch Doctor Who, and it's been running and gaining success and popularity ever since, bringing the show to a brand new generation of Whovians and giving much fan service to long-term Doctor Who watchers. So this show's over 50 years old. It's had several spin-offs that have also been great. Sarah Jane Adventures, Torchwood, Canon and Company, and Class, which has just started on the BBC. Uh, BBC. Paul, okay. there is so much goddamn Doctor Who out there. So I understand... That is daunting for people, it's right? It's quite overwhelming to say there's something been going on for 50 years here. Enjoy. Um, I'll just, get, I'll just give get you into a quick, quick background for me. Like, I've been aware of yep. Doctor Who all my life. My mum is actually a huge fan. And she tried. She tried because the show used to be on um, uh, our Channel 2 program in ABC in the afternoons. Yeah, when we were kids. it was one of those shows where, like, I'd kind of been done watching the cartoons I wanted to watch, but I didn't want to go do my homework. So I yep. kind of stuck around and watched Doctor Who. So like it was on late. It was on after Danger Mouse. It was on after Degrassi. Yeah. So it was pretty late in the program. It was late in the program. If you weren't called for dinner, you were off to do your homework or have a shower. Boring. Sure. So I watched Doctor Who. So I'm like, I'm aware of the conceit of the show, where like every day, the Doctor goes to a new planet or a new place in time and uh, tries not to affect time and space too much, uh, but somehow. Uh, saves the day from any uh, conceivable uh, threat. Um, yeah. So what we were watching, what we were watching back there was like the original Doctor Who, and sometimes it was old episodes that so was black and white. Yeah. And honestly, I I liked Doctor Who back then, but I didn't really become a big fan until the relaunch in two thousand and five, and then I got really really hooked on this show. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to tell you what I tell quite a lot of people who are like, "You love Doctor Who? Why should I watch it?" First of all, if you're going to delve in. Don't start from the beginning. That's nope. just so... That's so much. That's a ridiculous amount of programming. So start at the relaunch. Start at 2005. See if you like it. Get a feel for the ideas, the characters, and the, the world of the show. Uh, and then if, you, if you're into it, like I feel you will be, Paul, mm-hmm. knowing you as well as I do. Well, I know you a little better, actually, Shane. I think we've... we've <laughs> oh, half a point better. Half a point better, Paul. More than you? <laughs> God damn it. Um, yeah, and get a feel for the show. Because honestly, if you go back and you start, some some of the old Doctor Who from, you know, like the, the 70s and 80s especially is 
is pretty bad. Like, there are some pretty bad episodes from back then. The, the effects are really low budget, and, you know, some of the stories are pretty, pretty lame. Great. But, 2005, okay, so this is the relaunch. Christopher Eccleston is the eighth Doctor, right? He's the eighth uh, Doctor to play. Yep. Who is Doctor Who, right? Yep. Uh, in this series, that you know, the, the special effects, they're, they're pretty low budget for the time, but you know, they sort of I can fit look in the world. I, I have a vivid yeah, imagination. Yeah, totally. So you have, you have to, but you have to be ready for that. When you go back to the 2005 uh, season one, as we'll call it, you have to be prepared that the, the, the special effects are a little bit cheesy. But, so the Doctor, he's just returned from the time war. He's beginning a brand new adventure with a brand new companion, which is sort of like his... Most often, human female sidekick, uh, who who's played by Billy. He's a little bit cute, played by Billy Piper in this season. Uh, her name is Rose, mm-hmm. uh, and then so you got one year of, of that. Those guys, they set up the world. They set up this brand new world of Doctor Who. They set up the Time War. They set up so much stuff and so many returning villains. Right then, you got three years of David Tennant. This is the Doctor quite a lot of people got hooked on. Super charming, really funny. He was the first kind of Doctor that had any kind of like romantic interest with any of the companions, which was kind of interesting. And he's the, he's the Doctor that really started to boost the popularity of the show because he's, He's amazing. He's David Tennant. He's great. great uh, if you guys don't know him from Doctor Who, you probably know him as Kilgrave from uh, Jessica Jones. Yeah, he also plays then, uh, Richard Hammond in Top Gear, I believe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he plays Richard Hammond in Top Gear. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's that's his other leading role. Yeah. Uh, so after Tennant, uh, you've got a bunch of uh, specials, and then Matt. Smith comes on board three years with the youngest actor ever to play the Doctor, right? He's sort of a bit of a hipster. He's really cool. Uh, he's he's young, but he's also kind of eccentric with a really old mind. And he's, he's, he's funny. And this is the Doctor that kind of really boosts the show once again. And it became really big in the US and became like this really big show that they even ended up shooting quite a lot of it in the US. And then you get to the Doctor where we are now, who's currently in his second season now, I think, uh, which is Peter Capaldi. A bit of a return to the sort of... Capaldi! A bit of a return to sort of an older doctor. Mm -hmm. uh, Grumpier, no-nonsense doctor, uh, who's currently in the show at the moment and is about to take his brand new companion onto, I think, what is season 11 or 12 next year. So, that's basically where we're up to. Okay. Why should you watch this show, Paul? Have you got any questions so far? Yeah, um... I, in preparation for this, because obviously I knew this was coming, I, I asked a friend of mine about why the fuck can't they just um, push Daleks downstairs and be done with them? And they actually <laughs> told me something that was really interesting, because I know this is the common thing. One is, A, yeah. they can float now, and B, they're eternal? Is that right? Yeah, so the Dalek, uh, which is basically the very the iconic trash can with them. the anteater nose. Yeah, it looks like sort of like a pepper shaker with a plunger sticking out of it, right? Yeah. And a little eyepiece. Um, and they're like the uh, one of the oldest and most iconic Doctor Who villains. And basically, they used to just roll around. They couldn't go upstairs. They were quite easy to get away with back in the day. But they are deadly. Mm-hmm. And in the new series, they up the ante. They made it so they could float. They could fly. They increase massively in numbers. And no matter how many times they get killed and destroyed and banished they keep coming back because they are one of the coolest baddies in sci-fi history, man. Uh, and they have that really, uh, like, that iconic exterminate, exterminate, and they'll laser you, and then you die to hell. Um, so let's talk about, okay, let's talk about some of the baddies. Yeah, so there's the, the coolest baddies, all right? You've got some of the classics. So you've got the Daleks. Uh, you've got Davros, who's this sort of, like, half Dalek, half 
rotted human scientists that created the Daleks. Yeah. You've got the Cybermen that have been around forever. Um, and that's what this, like, the new series brought back so many of these old villains yeah. like, like Davros and Daleks and Cybermen. I know, I know Davros. Um, he actually sells me cold meats down the road. <laughs> no, you're thinking of Stavros. Oh, right. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Stavros. Uh, and then you've got the Master, who's basically the antithesis of the Doctor. He's a bad Time Lord. So he's got sort of the same powers and abilities and gadgets as the Doctor, but he's a bad guy who used to be the Doctor's friend. Uh, then you've got these the, the Sontarans, basically like these sort of real, like, no-nonsense soldiers that uh, take everything very literally, uh, that look kind of like potatoes, if I'm <laughs> honest. They look kind of like potatoes. Um, so those are some of, like, the really awesome, iconic ones. Okay, and the Cybermen are... You just are, said um, that, um... The Doctor has powers. Uh, not... Well, he's got powers in that he can regenerate and that his powers come from gadgets and... and okay, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, that's all right. I yeah. just thought maybe they've upped the ante and he's like a Jedi now or something. No, I mean, he does have sort of like... He's in, incredibly intelligent. He's an alien. He has two hearts and he's got the sonic screwdriver. Uh, and you've seen my collection. I've got a bunch of them. Basically, it's, it's, a, it's a special sonic screwdriver that can open anything and it's, it's a very super multi-purpose tool sometimes ridiculously uh, ridiculously so yeah. uh he's got the tardis time and relative dimension in space which is his spaceship which can travel through time and space uh it just looks like a regular phone box you go inside and it's bigger on the inside because it's uh it's fucking it's a spaceship and it's awesome yeah because uh science. because science that's why uh you've got new villains as well that have just been brought in and they're like still relatively new you've got the weeping angels paul the weeping angels are from one of my favorite episodes which is called blink uh, which is one that I highly recommend if you just want to see a few sort of example episodes to mm-hmm. get into Doctor oh, Who. Love this a, is I'd one love, a, I'd love like a top five list. I would love that. All right, all right, we'll get we'll get to that. Uh, the Weeping Angels are basically stone angels mm-hmm. uh, that can only move if you're not looking at them, right? Oh, like so the if ghosts you look away, from Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of like the ghosts from they're Super boots. Mario Brothers. You turn away, they move a little closer, you turn back, and the, the statue is closer to you, and it's terrifying, it's scary. Yeah, it's one and of then the if you do a episodes. ground pound, you get a coin. I know how this works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then you eat the mushroom, and you go through the pipe. Yeah. So hang on. Uh, but, you've got... But, okay, say they get up to you, what happens? If they get you, Paul, they restore their life energy by stealing years from your life. They don't kill you. They touch you, and you get sent back in time, and they gain the amount of years that you would have lived. So they kill you with kindness. They send you back in time. <laughs> so you you you've gone back, and you're living the rest of your lives in this your life out in the '60s, right? Right. All of a sudden, and they just get to live for a little bit longer in present day. Scary as shit. Some That's of the terrifying. best villains created. Yeah, and they, they come back in quite a few episodes. It's really, really good. Uh, a few of the other really good ones are the Vashna Narada, which happened in, just in, in one episode, but they're basically shadows that eat you. Like, oh they're freaking God, shadows. What kind of that... nightmare writing team does this show have? Like, it's essentially originally a show for kids, but some of it's really fucking scary. Uh, there's also <laughs> the Silence, which are these, like, E.T. alien-looking dudes in suits. Uh, they're basically... You only know they exist when you're looking at them. Again, if you turn away, you forget about them. And that's how they fuck you up. Oh, is that like when you played the game? I'm really sorry to everyone who's listening who plays and participates in the game. But we're all... Because you just lost the game. Yeah. Great. Thanks. Um, And so we've got these gadgets. We've got all these cool baddies. Every... uh, I mean, some episodes are like three-parters, four-parters, mm-hmm. big cliffhanger episodes. You're going on all these adventures through time and space. You get to meet all these historical figures. 
I'm going to chuck some names at you. Tell me what you think. Go on. Vincent Van Gogh. Nice guy. Got a Shakespeare. Bit of a Shakespeare loved the man. <laughs> right? Robin Hood, Paul. Oh, what There's an that? episode where they meet Robin. Queen Elizabeth I have quite a lot of fun interactions with. Uh, <laughs> Blackbeard. Charles Dickens. Winston Churchill. Richard Nixon. And freaking Hitler, Paul. What? Freaking Hitler. Hang on. There is an... There's an episode called Let's Kill Hitler. And do they? Where they try to... Wait, don't tell me. I can't tell you, I want to watch it. Because that's a big fat spoiler. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, the Vincent Van Gogh episode is one of my absolutely favourite episodes. It's not a big sort of sci-fi epic, you know, it's no space battles. It's just they simply go back and they hang out with Vincent Van Gogh. And it's this beautiful, lovely episode where basically Vincent Van Gogh, who's like this manic depressive artist he's in like the dark the darkest place of his life and they meet him and basically they get to let him know that he becomes this important part of history um and his life is really fucking sad i don't you know if you don't know much about him like basically he cuts off his ear he basically goes insane and you know ends up hang on he didn't just arbitrarily cut off his ear he gave it to someone that he really liked as a token of affection ah so cute um and it's it, it's 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 a heartbreakingly beautiful episode and that's what this series has man like these epic space battles uh massive adventures through space and time but also these beautiful little standalone episodes to just make you feel things and make you feel good and make you feel bad and make you cry and it's heartwarming it's action-packed it's scary it's funny it's exciting and the show is just fucking super fun awesome and honestly you start you start at 2005 and you'll you'll be hooked. If you're not hooked by five episodes, this show's probably not for you. But I, you know, if you listen to this podcast, I feel like you, you're our kind of people. Yeah, yeah. And I will say, like, it's so, only been the daunting nature of Doctor Who that sort of held me back from getting into it. And when you started getting into it, you did say, like, dude, get on this. And I just, I can't remember what I was doing at the time. Probably watching reruns of Care Bears or something. I don't know. But, um... I would really, really like a top five from you. It doesn't have to be this episode, but if you can, you've already mentioned a couple of great ones that I'd love to jump on straight away. And if I can watch them and then jump into that 2005 series, I'd love to like come back and report to you about how I'm feeling about it. That'd be awesome. Great. Well, look, I'll put a list together for you. I'll put it up on our uh, social medias. And uh, if you guys are out there, you guys uh, just want to delve into Doctor Who, I won't give you any sort of like spoiler heavy episodes. I'm not going to ruin anything for you. So sort of standalone episodes that you can see, get a taste for each of the different Doctors, go back and start from the beginning if you're into it. So we'll put that up on uh, the Facebook, which is, of course, The Cave Podcast, uh, Instagram and Twitter, which is The Cave underscore podcast. And for some reason, if you want to email us as well about it, you can hit us up at the cave at nomoradio.com. Love it, love it, love it. Well, Shane, I dare say you have convinced me. Like I said, I'm going to go find a few of these top five episodes and I will start to uh, find a way to get the 2005 series, um, either if it's streaming somewhere or... <clears throat> I've I've got it all. I'll hook you up, my sweet. friend. My brother, my brother man with the sweet Doctor Who hookups. You're going to dig it. Sci-fi, adventure, cliffhangers, space, time travel, gadgets, babes, aliens, comedy. It's Doctor Who. It's where it's at. It's a brand new car. The, what do we call hey, it? The Whovian. Uh, 
<laughs> it's a Nissan a newbie who man. Uh, if you guys are out there and you are Doctor Who fans, hey, hit us up with your favourite episodes as well. Uh, on Twitter is probably the best way to do that. Uh, just let us know uh, which episodes Paul should check out, just which ones you guys really dig. And uh, we'll be talking about uh, Class, which is the brand new spin-off show in the coming weeks, no doubt, as I slowly delve into that. Sweet. Um, speaking of things to delve into, you, with your challenge to me, forced me to delve into a really weird I'm place. sorry to interrupt, Paul. I'm sorry to interrupt, but it's time for a very important segment we call Shane's Turbo Talk, presented by Turbo Teen. No. Pow, 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 pow. You can't say Turbo presented talk. by Turbo Teen. He turns into a car. It's a cartoon from the 80s. It lasted 11 no. episodes. No, we're not, we're not doing this. We're not presenting Sorry, by Paul, a it's time for cartoon. It's time for Turbo Talk, brought to you by Turbo Teen, where this week I'm going to tell you guys that in one episode, the main guy from Turbo Teen, who, if you're not aware, was in an accident where he got fused with a Ferrari, and whenever he gets too hot, turns into a fucking car. That's what Turbo Teen's about. It's a real show. Look it up. In one episode, Paul, he, he needs to go to rescue somebody, but he can't turn into a car unless he gets really hot. So, he sneaks... <laughs> This is, this is the worst. He's, Paul, he sneaks into a beauty parlor and puts on one of those, like, helmet hair drying things. Why didn't he just keep a box and then, of matches in his pocket? And then the guy that he's with is like, time to get your high heat on. And then he turns into a car in the beauty parlor and just drives out of the door of the beauty parlor as a car. <laughs> he literally, he literally can't, he literally can't use his power unless he gets too hot. That's what the cartoon is about. He turns into a car. Okay. That has been Shane's Turbo Talk brought to you by Turbo Team. We can't say brought to you by Turbo Team. That's a lie. It's probably like, oh, uh, there's probably some legal thing where oh. someone's going to be like, oh, you can't say that. Oh, fuck. Dude, no, no one from Turbo Team is listening. No one from Turbo Team is around anymore because they're all fired. If Turbo there's Team one thing be... I know about nerd culture, oh. Shane, if there's one of you right now, there's more than one of you right now. Well, I've done some shout-outs on all the social medias. No one's hit me up. I feel like I'm the only one that loves Turbo Teen. I'm still chasing up the Turbo Teen model car kit. If you can find me one, I will pay top dollar. Hit me up. Uh, I'm going to hit you. Don't you worry about that. At nomoreradio.com or the cave underscore podcast at Twitter because I want it so bad. That's all I have for this week's Shane's Turbo Talk. I'll be back next week with more Turbo no, Talk, no, where we won't. talk all things talk Turbo Team. About this, you're not going to be back with more Turbo Talk. That's not happening. Anyway, before I was rudely interrupted by Shane's like terrible talk, um, I have to tell you about the challenge that you sent me last week, which is to find the best superhero movies pre the X Men, so basically pre two thousand. Um, yes, 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 yes. Now the thing is like. Back then, there weren't many, I guess what we'll call popular comic books being turned into movies. I mean, there were heaps. Yeah. There were heaps. There's lots. Like heaps and heaps to the point that my honorable mentions list is way bigger than my top five. Um, sure. So I'm going to start with the top five and then we'll just blitz through the honorable mentions because I think you'll be more nostalgic for them in a lot of ways. Um, okay, sure. So this is uh, Paul's top five comic book movies pre X-Men, which was one of the big ones, and that came out in 2000. Yeah, uh, which really sort of set the tone for what X, uh, X-Men, X-Men and comic book movies in general were going to be from that point onward. 
Um, oh, yeah. So it a lot of black the top leather. five. They are sort of in order for me. So this is sort of my subjective list. Uh, Great. List, of course, being the mispronunciation of list. Um, Love your work. Always have. <laughs> in the number five position, we've got Antonio Banderas in The Mask of Sorrow. Oh, because okay, Zorro yeah. was a comic book and book series long before it became totally. A yeah, I'll totally accept that. And the movies, like there have been heaps of Zorro movies in the past, and some of them are great. Like you go back there, classic swashbuckling, great films. Yeah. And I really felt that this one brought it to a modern audience, but kept that swashbuckling, really joyous adventure, but then also like passionate Antonio Banderas nature to all of it. And I really, really love yeah. that movie. I still go back to it from time to time. And because of that, we got Puss in Boots in the Shrek films. Yeah, which was probably an okay bit in a terrible series of sequels. Um, yes. In the number four position, uh, I don't think anyone's going to complain about this, Blade. Uh, none of the first yes. one. There was a trilogy. The Daywalker. The Daywalker. Um, yeah. Again, a badass series oh. turned into a badass movie. Uh, it kind of blew its load in the first five minutes. Uh, that opening scene is unbelievably cool and awesome and yeah could have been the whole movie credits could have rolled after that and i would have been satisfied um yeah but the rest of the journey is super cool um great character great job for wesley snipes before he goes to jail um in real life yeah. um number three superman christopher reeves how could it not be there yeah it's surprisingly when you go back and watch it you forget how long that movie is it's really long yeah, it's really long, but it's also but really it's good. it's so good. Yeah, it's that thing. It's, it's the perfect Superman. It's the perfect boy next door saving the day. Um, and he'll, yeah, I he'll always it. be my Superman. Exactly. With it's, Dean Cain as a close second. It's not just nostalgia. It's actually a good movie. Check it out. Yeah. Um, it'll get that bad taste in your mouth after Batman v Superman. Uh, yeah. Number two. And it was a hard one to put On. this one into number two. And you'll know why the second I said it. The 1990 okay. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Oh, number two. Yeah, that hits my number two a... position. Um, wow, I can't wait I... to see what's number one, because that is a goddamn great movie. Always in my top ten movies, yeah. never not on that list. I mean, even if you want to take away the fact that there are people in rubber suits playing turtles, it's a good movie. You know, It got... looks awesome, it's dark, it feels like the comics, and it's just... The soundtrack is awesome. Yep. Soundtrack right. awesome. The performance. I, lo I love that. The puppeteering I love, love by Jim Henson's film. puppeteers are just generally amazing. And it's yeah, a heartfelt so story of four brothers and their, their dad trying to get it together in the big city. And Michael Bay is in no way involved. It's the best part. Uh, there is yeah. a Michael involved in my number one film, my number one comic movie pre X Men, Michael Keaton, Tim Burton's Batman. Yes. You yes, know, yes. All the yes. All the yes. A literally that. too dark film, like visually too dark, but just so cool. <laughs> such a cool Batman. Yeah. Such a cool style. Such a cool, cool see, comic book movie. See, Keaton, he'll always be my number one. Yeah. I love that flick, but Keaton he has my soul. Keaton just had it all, man. He had that he had the the comedy, he had the buffness, he had the gruffness, mm -hmm. and he had the darkness, but he just, like, he, he could also keep it light when he needed to. Yeah. Just he had the charisma so of Bruce Wayne and the badassery of a Batman. Yeah. Not to be Amazing. mistaken for Mad that, that is an incredibly, incredibly good list. The only one that I probably would have put on that list was Batman Returns. Well, yeah, I thought... It's, we're splitting hairs then, in my opinion, because like they're, yeah, they're from the same world, they're the same Batman. 
it is a mm-hmm. like an update. Like Batman Returns is totally an update on that Batman movie, but because it's the original, I thought it deserved the top spot. Um, Sounds good. And all right, so totally check out great. the. You're going to love these honorable mentions. I think you're going to have a lot of fun just hearing these listed out. Um, and yeah, let's power through them. Ready? All right. Toxic Avengers, Howard the Duck, The Rocketeer, The Crow, The Mask, <laughs> yeah. Tank Girl, oh. Casper, Adam West's oh. Batman. Oh, so many good movies there. Right? It's like a um, whole other list. I didn't, I wouldn't have thought to put Casper on that list, but yeah, totally a comic book movie. Totally. Yeah. Richie Rich would have um, been on that list too, but I've watched it again recently. It's actually not very good. Yeah, with Macaulay Culkin. No, it's not great. Um, yeah, that's also a really good list. A lot of very 90s stuff there. Yeah, uh, especially if, if like anyone the, who saw, your tank girls uh, in the mask. Guardians of the Galaxy, there's a stinger at the end where you see Howard the Duck talking to the collector. Yeah. Uh, go find the um, George Lucas produced Howard the Duck movie and have yourself a weird old night. Grab some booze, yeah. grab your best friends and just watch Howard the Duck. And be confused by a duck and sexy Leah Thompson. Oh, um, yeah. Speaking of... Speaking of the mask, I went back recently and I read the Dark Horse graphic novel of the of uh, the comic series of the mask for the first time very recently, and it's like it's obviously it's much darker, and they sort of had to PG arise it for the mm-hmm. film. But I was surprised how much of the stuff from the original graphic novels was actually in the Jim Carrey mask really? film. Uh, I'll lend it to you. It's a good read. It's a right. uh, it's very of its time, but it's very very cool. Well, we all wear masks, metaphorically speaking. Mm-hmm. Hey, Paul. Freaking hell, bro. Yeah. We've spent so much time talking about spoilers, Logan, Doctor Who, and uh, talking about your awesome top five list, so we're out of time. Well, look, can I just quickly give you your challenge then? I would love to hear my challenge for next week. Bring it on. All right. I've really enjoyed us sort of trancing through the past of like old sort of comic book movies. Um, and it got yeah. me thinking about how much we consume comics, but we don't really talk much about sort of the creations or the creators of comics. So I want you for yeah. next week to find top five interesting facts about comic creation that people might not really know. Interesting facts about comic creation, like how to make comics, how they all come to be, how they get to our hands from conception to writing, to coloring, to lettering, to release and, you know, like different cover variants. Like there's so many interesting things about comics that maybe the people want to hear about. And I think you want to All let right. us know. That sounds good. I've got some research to do. I accept your challenge. Uh, Paul, did you know that this podcast is produced in part by No More Radio? Yes. You say it every week. Yeah. Every week. That's true. Uh, and there's so many other awesome podcasts that you can listen to, such as Dan Smith's Questionable at Best and Tales from the Black. You can check them all out at nomoradio.com, as well as downloading and subscribing to our podcast, which is called The Cave. And if you want to do that, you can always uh, go to the website, or you can hit us up on Facebook, uh, where we are The Cave Podcast. We are, of course, The Cave underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And if you want to email us, The Cave at nomoradio.com is where you can do that. Yep. We're out of time, Paul. Tick, tick, tock. But don't we have a TARDIS? Can't we go back in time? We do. This is a wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey episode of The Cave. So we'll see you next week. Or last week, depending on how you look at it. Uh, time until then, if you guys. Don't worry about it. Yeah. My name's Shane Adams, Zach. I'm Paul Grabovac. Calablanga. Calablanga. <laughs> That's hands down the best we've ever done it. Let's go out while we're on top. <laughs> Who's she? Nobody important. Nobody important. Blimey, that's amazing. 
Do you know, in 900 years of time and space, I've never met anyone who wasn't important before. 